to be I was dissatisfied with where my life was going and I was too young to not jump and if I didn't jump and do something else sooner or later I was probably never going to do it because I'd studied for so long to do it and I didn't I just knew that there was nothing there for me and I didn't actually learn that until I went ahead and did it and went through it. Kate Bentley is a massive advocate for living life on your own terms. After entering the legal profession at what she says was the wrong time, she made the bold decision to walk away from a career she thought she would do until she retired on a quest to live a life of freedom. She has since been a professional network marketer which has been instrumental in shaping her into the fearless, sovereign individual she is today. More recently, she gave away the majority of her belongings to go travelling with her two young children, motivated by a desire to escape the grip of the outdated education system and to provide a brighter future for her children as old systems continue to collapse and new ones are created. Hello and welcome to the Refreshing Change podcast. My name is Nicola Scott and I will be your host. Hello, welcome Kate. Thank you so much for joining me on the Refreshing Change podcast. I'm so excited you're here. No, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to chat. Excellent. So Kate and I have known each other probably for about eight, nine years actually. And we've been, we've come closer and closer and closer into each other's worlds over the last couple of years, which has been a real privilege and honour. Um, and Kate's been a mentor to me for, you know, for the last couple of years and has been pivotal, in, I suppose, in the changes I've made in my life and business. So I'm really excited that you're on to share some of that wisdom with the listeners. Um, Kate, can I ask you to give a bit of a, and it's hard to summarise your life into a couple of minutes, but can you give us a bit of a brief, brief background of yourself and introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, sure. So I grew up in Liverpool in a place called Kensington. Um, we moved from there when I was about when I was about ten. I moved to Chilwell, which was the other end of Liverpool. But right throughout that time, through education, I was really academic, good school girl, very conforming. Um, was destined for great things. Always knew that I wanted. I knew exactly where I wanted to go from as long as I can remember. And then I went to secondary school in in Liverpool as well. Then went to university in Liverpool, and I qualified as went on to qualify as a criminal defence barrister. And I obviously thought that that was my path and that was what I wanted to do. Worked really hard, studied for seven years in order to do that, and then realised quite quickly into that that it wasn't what I wanted to do. But there were some significant things that took place that sort of forced that decision. It was really bad timing for that industry, particularly in criminal defence. It was never the best paid area of law anyway, but major changes happened within the criminal justice system at that time, which meant that it was just not a great place to be. Um, You know, the fees were getting less and less. And so, but I was brand new. So I was trying my best to to make it in this, this profession with a really thick Scouse accent in London, you know, you know, the, it was difficult anyway, minimal amount of work and competing. And then I just got to the point where I was like, if I don't change something, then this is this looks pretty grim. This rose ahead of me looks pretty grim. So I started to look for other things. I then got introduced to network marketing, which has been instrumental in you know influencing the person I am today and the path that I then took as a result of that and it's funny because it gets a bad it gets such a bad rap but the right there's good people within it and it's been phenomenal for me throughout my you know throughout my life uh, major major lessons and everything but what you learn along the way is how to hold yourself how to be a professional a business owner build a network build relationships and that's then just moved on to multiple other opportunities um, investments and that sort of stuff so that's the sort of the education career path and I am a mom to a little girl and a little boy nine and six brilliant thanks for sharing that you've all alluded already to I suppose the change that is that you've experienced but how uh, would you say change has played a fundamental role how have you embraced it like what's the significance significance of change in your life Kate I just think, like I touched on just then, I just think I got to a point of being too young to not make a change. I was dissatisfied with where my life was going and I was too young to not jump. And if I didn't jump and do something else sooner or later, 
I was probably never going to do it because I'd studied for so long to do it. And I didn't, I just knew that there was nothing there for me. And I didn't actually learn that until I went ahead and did it and went through it. Um, so I feel like that major change that I had to make with concerns from family members about, you know, walking away from something you've worked really hard for and all of that. Um, and obviously me at the time wondering what people are going to think. And then, but then doing it, and understanding the change is really the only thing that is constant. And I think from then on, it was like a crash course in change. And so because I went, it was a major transition that I went through. Um, and so I feel like from that moment on, I quite welcome change with open arms. And I think it's like an initiation when you make a big decision like that to to jump and switch and what, in whatever area of your life it may be. Mm, I love that. And when I asked you to be on the podcast Kate and I know your journey and it always really inspires me when I think about people walking their own path in life you're the first person that springs to mind um and you just show up unapologetically as yourself which is so inspiring for me and for other people in your life but what I suppose like you talk about that leap and that switching lanes like what gave you the confidence and the courage for you to go left when everyone else your peers were all probably going right at the time they were probably all you know, on the path that was set by them for education and you totally made a switch and you've done that in, in other times throughout your life, but what gives you the confidence and courage to do that? I do think it's a, a belief and a confidence in yourself. Mm. And as much as I'm not a fan of the state education system now, and I have a lot to say about that if you do delve into that topic um, of, you know, how universities have been you know delivering propaganda for a certain message for us to think in a certain way in universities however the positive side to that is being well read being educated being able to hold your own in lots of different situations and having to make choices within my professional career that only I could make and often with other people's lives in my hands so as a result of that what that really did was just give me a self-belief mm. a self-belief in my don't get me wrong, I've suffered with self-belief in different ways later on as, you know, you hit new milestones and everything, but more of a short of knowing that when I see something and I see that something, you know, factually doesn't make sense or common sense is being a major thing. So, for example, to give you it in relating to my career, the legal industry um, had taken loads of fun, loads of money out of um, legal aid which meant the criminal defense was not a great place to be and it was only going to get worse mm. so therefore that I could see that happening and I was like right so you don't change you're going to have to change if you don't change now it's looking pretty miserable on the roads ahead so it was only probably going to get working harder for less money competing and also a very miserable <laughs> and low vibrational place to be when you're dealing with crime every day but it was sort of that, I feel like I had no choice, but it was almost like being kicked off cliff knowing that you were going to get your wings, you know? So that was, yeah, that was how it sort of unfolded for me. Mm. I think, uh, and the education system, uh, you know, it's a fascinating one. And I've learned loads from you in the last couple of years, but even reflecting on my own journey of, you know, studying at school, going to uni, looking back now, the the dots all joined but if I'd continued on the path of you know I studied forensic science and then did a 180 and went into the sports sector before I went into kind of coaching and I like I'm not a scientist you know <laughs> always wonder what mum and dad were mum will be listening to this but always wonder what mum and dad were thinking when I was pursuing that way you know my chemistry teacher told me I would fail higher chemistry and then I thought it'd be a great idea to go and study it for four more years so it's almost like it puts us uh, like on a conveyor belt that we just keep chugging along don't we until we realize that at yeah. some point and some people make the realization at uni or just when they're out sometimes people make it in their 30s 40s 50s 60s even in retirement you know whenever that is for people of like who really am I and what lights me up and is this thing that I'm doing fulfilling me in any way is that yeah, completely and I think and I think that's exactly what the education system does and, you know, we're making huge decisions about what our life is expected to look like moving forward for a career. 
at such an, a young and vulnerable age when we're only just realizing that we are to be taking responsibility for ourselves and you know the certain things that you can do to have that major decision as well which is probably well it will be by design anyway just to completely confuse you to go into something that you didn't that isn't really for you however on the flip side of that it's character building it's mm. character building to go and have a ladder against one wall and then have the courage to go do you know what this is the wrong wall this is this isn't the wall for me and to move your ladder and I think that as much as that is um probably by design to try and you know be our spirit in some way if you have the courage to, to then pivot and create you know go into the direction that you want to go into you get this wisdom you go on this journey and you know that's what then allows you to be able to share that with other people as well mm. yeah powerful that self-discovery and uh, like I suppose curiosity because then you start asking yourself lots and lots of questions what I loved about what you said Kate was about I suppose when you were talking about the legal systems about it getting worse and that is another thing that I think is a real trait that you have is the foresight and again mm. I was going to ask about that I suppose I, I see quite a lot of people in life you know conforming to the societal norms and our expectation I suppose that's what school and education primes us for a little bit but for me I find that mm-hmm. quite triggering my core values personal ownership so I've always been quite determined and single-minded about what I want to do but that thought about, I suppose, individual versus group thinking and the impact it has on us as individuals, but also society, I suppose, and I suppose I'm just curious to get your take on it. But also that as an individual, I'm presuming you've got yeah. more foresight about how it impacts your world rather than, I suppose, going along with a group in the crowds. Does that, that was a bit of a waffle, but see what yeah. you can do I that. Think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know what, I know what you're getting at there when I think, you know there is no dispute that for a long time within this work within our reality there's been you know outside forces who were trying to program our minds through television and this is this is factual information this is stuff that is proven um and you know a lot of mind control and and all of that stuff but i do think what's then within that is the individual spirit individual spirit of the person who they're attempting to program and i think that you know um there are just those people that are just that just can't be that can't be programmed so obviously we're living in a world now where it's either that you're you're completely zombified because you're programmed or you're actually on this massive realization and other people are on different scales along to that but just seeing everything for what it is and so when it comes to individualism versus the sort of the collective thought what I find quite interesting when I've reflected on my journey is I went right through the education system and at times I was falling for their agenda. You know, the, the big one for me is the feminism agenda. Um, really sort of masculinized myself as a, as a woman in the sense that very driven and in those masculine, you know, um, the masculine attributes a lot of the time and very dismissive of my femininity altogether. You know, even the thoughts of being a housewife, being domesticated, really really resisted that and was very much like if you can't beat them join them and I feel like there's there's been a combination of things that's happened with that the age of primary school I remember the mantra being that girls were succeeding and boys were failing and then I went into university where I did a lot of women's studies relating to crime and other areas and then had this come out with this concept that women needed to compete and, and, and fight to be equal with men so I did fall for it in, in that respect. But when I've reflected back, it's through the education system, particularly further education, where a lot of the indoctrination is going on, which creates this false ethics of the fact that it's really important to do things for everybody else. You mustn't think for yourself. And that's a load of crap. That's the truth. You know, it's, and you'll know this as well with your your core value in person. That's why we find ourselves in this in this position because it, it literally allows people to not take responsibility for themselves, but to masquerade as if they're doing things for other people because they don't want to take personal ownership and maybe speak up or face the consequences if it's wrong or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So society's being completely conned through various institutions, in my experience, definitely through universities, you know, handing out student loans like it was a privilege to get people into debt and then get them in there and have them programmed and you know like literally like cattle coming through 
And obviously that was in my area, but it's the same in science, you know, now nothing's true unless it's peer reviewed, which is just rubbish because science is constantly changing and all peer reviews actually means is that everybody agrees. So how is that like then absolute? It's not, it's subject to change. And this is the position that we find ourselves in. And I do think that one of the big lessons for humanity at this time is individualism, is to actually just take ownership of yourself. Realise that there's only it's only ever between you and you. Nobody's coming to save you. I mean, even with me, with my children and family, and I've had stark realisations in 2022 that actually the book stops with me. And I need to take ownership of everything. But but people are afraid to do that. And that's why they conform. That's why they go along with the crowd. That's why they'd rather not cause a scene and do all of that stuff. Because there's a huge fear to take responsibility. But the thing is, is that that's what everyone's got to do if they want to survive, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, and it's all, you know, it's the, I suppose it's the thoughts, feelings and emotions that then come from all of the um you know, putting other people first instead of ourselves. And I think as women, that's a real common one, isn't it? You know, I'll look after yeah. everyone else and I'll be at the bottom of my own priority list. And I see that a lot with clients, you know, female clients that I've worked with. You know, when are people yeah. came for them or what they're passionate about or what lights them up? And it, 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 I hate the cliche and the analogies, but it's that whole, if you're on an aeroplane, you put your own mask on before anyone else's. You know, it is about, you know, we're we're the people living our life so how do we go and you know make it the best one for us and yeah then, and I, I find that a lot and don't know if you find this as a, as a mum Kate but you know uh, one client popped into my mind when I was when I was t- saying that about you know put the kids first and do not you know just being busy all the time but and it does feel when you start it it feels counterproductive of I need to take time for me whether that's a bubble bath or a walk in nature or you know listen to your favorite music whatever that is but then that makes you a better mum because you show up as a better version of you for the people around you whereas they always think I think taking time away from the thing that they're mm-hmm. meant to be doing um so it, it feels I suppose slightly conflicty but actually the benefit of of doing the stuff that's right for us and lights us up lights the world up around us yeah and I think again that's part of where we've been misled especially for women to be you know constantly striving that's been a major transition for me as well in the last few years is is to actually realizing and acknowledging the resistance I was having to my femininity and then stepping into that more and then as a woman you know not being a martyr mm-hmm. and you putting everyone else before yourself as being a martyr and I definitely was there at one time but I um, I was listening to a, an audiobook by a lady called Laura Doyle. And she's she's all about, I think it's called The Empowered Wife, but she's about being in your femininity. It's a really great book, actually, that I'd recommend. But she um she talks about doing doing that thing that you love doing before you do any other task. So where you said before, you know, we put ourselves at the bottom. If you do your self-love first and and obviously not the cliche self-love but actually doing something that you really enjoy so if for example you love the body that you get from yoga but you don't like doing yoga that doesn't count you have to enjoy the moment and enjoy it all prioritize that over everything else and then be of service because you're given from the overflow mm-hmm. and it was just when I heard that I was like boom that's how you do it so but you know when when a woman does that she's much more patient with the children she's much more patient with her partner the reason why women are so frustrated is because they're having to do 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 they're not prioritizing themselves they're not actually taking care of themselves which is you know in their essence to do so and as a result of that they're they're annoyed and and so just that simple shift in unapologetically just putting your self-care needs first and I I do do that with my with my children I feel like they need to see that I actually you know think quite a lot of myself because then they they will think a lot of themselves as well um in the past I may have thought that that was you know you know frowned upon to do that not at all it's important Mm -hmm. and everybody's happier and that's what what I've really learned about doing it in that way yeah I suppose that it's like shifting gears isn't it to be you know when you're talking about striving before and I know 
having known you for a number of years, I know, you know, there, you've got ambition and drive and you've succeeded at everything you've done career wise, you know, yeah. excelling and, 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 and going for that success. But I do think that's an interesting one of the, you know, the definition of success. I love like the use of language. I think it's so um, like up for interpretation and needs challenged a lot of the time because, and I know you know this, um, I'd, you know, I've had things on my vision board that I thought were things that I wanted but I didn't really want it. Mm. Like I'd seen that as a definition yeah. of success. And as, a, as an ambitious person myself was like, well, that's surely what I need to strive for. But actually reframing like, wh- what does success look like to me on a daily basis? And ultimately, and I talk a lot about this, it comes back to happiness and joy. Like where are those moments of happiness and joy mm. along the path every day yeah. rather than that end destination you know car or dream home or holiday or something and that's I think that's the other thing that the society deems to be successful and if you don't fit that box yeah then you're falling short that's it definitely and I do think this is what the last couple of years is really showing people in you know masses of people at the same time but what I didn't touch on when I was talking about my background which is very very current but in December 2021 I gave away practically everything that I own and left the UK with just a suitcase and and I've been pretty much traveling around ever since um which has been huge (laughs) in so many ways in terms of lessons and everything but I think just to reiterate what you were saying then about happiness and joy is that that is my definition of success I've barely worked I've barely exchanged time for money this year I made a lot of decisions previously in other years, worked, worked really hard previously to create something so that being able to just go and do and do that and not necessarily to live lavishly to do that. That's what I've also realized as well. It's 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 about to have when you're connected with that abundance and just having it delivered to you when you need it, not the material things, the necessities. That's the abundance is, is knowing that you're always going to be okay because you sort of then realize that you don't need any of those material things to, to have happiness and joy. You actually just need to be aligned with the right people around you, doing what it is that you definitely that you actually want to do. Mm. Yeah, and I remember when travel for UK and and I can relate to this a little bit for me leaving um my corporate career and moving into business was you talked about traveling for years hadn't you and you always thought and correct me if I'm wrong but I'm sure I've heard you say this before I'll travel when I've reached this goal or once I'm yeah. earning this much I can go and travel or so we put the things that we want to do off for so long don't we I'd kept saying you know when my business my side hustle which I hate that phrase now but when my side hustle is at this level then I can leave my my corporate job but actually I had it completely the wrong way around it was yeah. I, need to, I need to go and walk my path for the fulfillment and the sense of purpose and the impact that I want to make and then the abundance flows doesn't it rather than yeah and I, and I suppose fear holds us back I don't know if yours was fear-based but I think for a lot of people the, the fear takes over and it stops us doing yeah. the, stuff that, the stuff that we want to do that we've wanted to do for for so long yeah and part of and it I do I, think sorry I was I was sorry to finish. I was just going to say I do think the I do think that network marketing for me plays a major role in not caring what people think. Mm. It's such a multiple ego death process to go through to actually be successful in network marketing. So what got me out of the in of of the legal industry was something that you touched on, which I think is very true, is knowing when the right time is to go, knowing when the best time is to do something. I have, do have a knack for I got it wrong once the wrong time and was the legal industry at that time I've pretty much got it right every time since and just knowing and and that's basically from understanding the world around you not just listening to the information that you're being told but inquiring and finding out for yourself about what's actually going on um so so there's that aspect but but more so the fear the fear was overcome once you realize that a lot of the time you're afraid of what others are going to think and because network marketing gets so so mixed reviews in terms of what people think of it you have to develop a really thick skin a real belief in yourself robust in 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 you know what it is that you're doing um 
and that added on, I suppose, to my or my my other belief of then you know just letting go of what people think, and then it that for me prompted a journey, and then I went on a journey of you know say spiritual healing and understanding all of that stuff and just introspective work of getting to know you why are you the way you are what is it that you want what do you desire what is stopping you why do you do that what are you going to do to what's available for you to overcome that and there's you know just going deep and deep within and that's not always a pleasant experience that's often you know an upsetting experience because you have to face things head on that you've maybe not want to didn't don't want to look at but when you you saw when you're in that place you sort of outside the cave you don't want to go in the cave and and face it all then you go in and face it all and you're on your knees because it's a really tough time when you come out the other side and then you 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 have this confidence and that this happened this is a cycle that's happened a couple of times in my life by the way so it's not even like it happened just once but then you come out and you've learned you've faced those fears you've learned what you need to learn for this particular cycle you can go on then to have some great years and doing what it is that you do you master your craft or whatever it is you choose to to master and and then a cycle will take place again where you'll want to change you'll want to do something else the world will change you know 2020 changed everything for everyone and I think it's give everyone a massive kick up the bum of like okay what are you doing <laughs> because the world is changing whether you like it or not um so yeah yeah, I think uh, you've touched on that around the, uh, I suppose, being forced into change. And change is inevitable, isn't it? But it's it's whether whether we take the bull by the horns and make the change we want to make or it's almost forced upon us. And I, I know yeah. you, you touched there on, um, I suppose, the lessons learned and the, and the skills gained and the mindset shifts that you maybe had through network marketing. And again, anyone listening will have experienced that in whether it's a job or a relationship. We take all of this stuff, all of our experience that's ever happened to us comes with us on our journey of the path, doesn't it? And it adds this another yeah. layer of, um, I suppose, an evolution of who we are and what we're all about. But but fundamentally, yeah. asking ourselves those questions that you just described, you know, it's doing the work. It doesn't happen by chance. We can't just breeze along the path and it's all going to happen. We have to do the work. Um, yeah. Which I know, you know, and and the the journey you've been on with your work has definitely inspired me and I've I, and Kate will laugh at this but I've definitely been I'm a very open person but I've definitely tried things that I probably wouldn't have ever tried unless you given me a bit of a nudge Kate so thank you for that but things like kundalini yoga getting into my you know tracking my cycle getting into the what the moon's doing using crystals like I, I'm I suppose dipping a toe in the spiritual path um but it's just adding another layer of good stuff to, you know, insight about myself or the world around yeah. me, which which I love. We we touched a little bit on fear there, but I know um, you and I think the same about shame and guilt and the feeling of whether it's feeling that we're going to fall short of something or we're going to fail or we're not going to be good enough. And then all of the internal dialogue we have with ourselves about um putting that on ourselves I suppose like how did you start to overcome shame and guilt Kate in your life it was oh god it was a long time to be in a period of 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 shame and guilt for me and I think you get yourself into this cycle so I wasn't quite where I intended to be when I was pregnant with my little girl and then I got really in my head about, about that and then obviously I was this 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 tug at me all of the time once she was born about being at home and being in a really fortunate position to be able to work the business part-time. It wasn't necessarily online as such. I think I was quite instrumental in pushing for that because I couldn't really go out of an evening time. Um, so it was um, being in that place of like of of being I'm not doing enough oh, I want to be I want to be a present mom oh yeah but I should be here by now and I'm earning the money I want to earn and I don't have the house that I should have and you, you're going through all of these things of of just placing so much pressure on yourself that you completely lose sight because of the shame and guilt the shame and guilt takes you down to such a low vibration that you can't you just can't become completely paralyzed you can't actually take any steps and you, you know, it's it's 
it's entirely up to you how long you stay there. But I feel like I was there for a few years. So I had young kids and you're sort of life's taken over you in that respect, but then you're frustrated about where you're not. And then I think looking back, I mean, there were times when I did definitely just surrender and enjoy the journey, but I wish I'd done that more. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if anyone was listening to this to sort of advice on how to do it, is I would just be like, do not let shame and guilt into your life. Just don't even, if it's happened and it's done, let it go. Um, if it's something that you need to put right, put it right. You know, don't be afraid to, to say sorry, but also don't be afraid to forgive. Just move on as in like, don't pretend it's not there and shove it under the carpet. You know, address it, deal with it, draw the line under it and move on. And don't allow anything like that to eat you up inside because you'll lose years of your life. And what you're also doing is you're missing out on the joy of the journey because mm. the journey the journey's not it's definitely not easy nobody's journey is going to be easy and that's why not everybody does it but you know it's it's some funny stories to laugh at further down the line you've just gotta you've gotta just surrender into it and just fall into it if you like and and and, and go for it um but yeah and my big piece of advice is just don't let shame and guilt bother you like nobody cares what what what's going on in your life. Far too bothered about what's going on in their life. Um, nobody else is paying your bills. You know, if you've got something, like if intuitively, if you feel like you need to change, or you'd be better at something else, like seeking somebody else's opinion about it. Just be mindful of that. Obviously, there's going to be people around you who genuinely care about you, but you want to be asking that sort of, sort of advice from somebody who is experienced enough to give you that advice. You know is either being where you want to go or has got lots of wisdom and has done maybe something similar. But somebody who's never, ever made any changes or never done anything in the life that and probably frustrated with their own life, they're not the person and they're not where you want to be. They are not the person who you want to go to for advice. And a lot of the time, that can be the people around us who we love. Um, and that can get into our heads as well about, you know, stopping ourselves from changing. Like I know that for definitely two years I didn't change because of fear of what other people would say. Mainly my parents because they'd, you know, been really helpful with finance and the whole education um, journey. It was more so to do with that. But if you've got a feeling in you, a burning desire to do something, to be something, to change, only you can can do that. And I just think be mindful of when you ask for advice from other people. Mm. I think yeah advice is an interesting one isn't it because advice and criticism almost are both kind of effectively forms of feedback and feedback is a gift and we get to choose whether we take it on board or not I hear lots of people say no I've got advice about this and you know they almost um take it verbatim and then go and do that thing but you know it's that so when it comes back to what we're saying earlier about critical thinking and knowing yourself to know like what of this am I going to take on board and what am I going to you know, maybe say thank you for the feedback or for the advice, but that's just not part of my journey or part of my path. So yeah. often it is, it's giving, our, giving ourselves permission to let go of the shame and guilt, isn't it? And I know, you know, that was yeah. part when, when we were working closely together, that was one of the things that you spoke to me and the other, you know, other people about, but was just give yourself that permission. I think some of the language you used around, you know, n- not doing enough, should be where I should, you know, I should be further ahead putting the expectation and pressure on ourselves all of that is self-inflicted a lot of the time so the first you know yeah people will be aware of um if they've listened to the podcast because I harp on about self-awareness all the time and um I do think it's the you know I talk about it being the mag the magic bullet because if we're self-aware enough to understand where the pressure is coming from in the first place or what is the expectation or you know can I just take that weight off my shoulders and put it down because it's not serving me and I'm the one that's created it in yeah. the first place. So I do yeah. that, that's just, it's all just so interesting. But it does take that, uh, I suppose, mindfulness and actually the intentional thought to do something about it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think you have to get to a certain point of acceptance in yourself. So alongside that journey of being in shame and guilt, I wasn't just wallowing in my self-pity I was proactively taking action to to overcome it and I think that's what's also really important to, to understand is that that inner work there's so many layers 
And, you know, there's also an, a shadow aspect to that as well, where you can become so hooked on on the healing, on the improving, that you're actually just using it as a way to procrastinate and not actually go and do what you've got to do. Because I know that I definitely was guilty of that at times as well. Um, but at the same time, you know, knowing yourself, being self-aware, looking introspectively frequently, inquiring within frequently, and they're just saying, is this me? What role am I playing in this? Um, what can I do about this? Am I doing my best? And just asking yourself those questions so that you can then own it. And if you make a mistake, you know, we had messed up so many times, but owning it is key. Just tell the truth and be honest, you know. Well, And I, I try and instill this into the kids a lot because I sort of felt like making a mistake was frowned upon. And I think that's where the shame and guilt came from a lot. So I make it really acceptable for the kids. You know, we often celebrate mistakes as well just because it's it's like we talk about what we've learned from it and and how you can move forward. And the main thing is, is that you don't make the same mistake again or, you know, failure in some way in the same regard. So, yeah, I think that's where a lot of that is triggered from. Mm, yeah. I think you, uh, there's so many kind of cliched quotes and uh, things around failure isn't there and but do you think it's I love that what you've been doing with the kids but it's that growth versus fixed mindset isn't it around you know yeah a real fixed mindset you know not pretty closed off not open to change just you know wants to I suppose maybe it's the it's not the like the work ethic and the trying it's about the result and the succeeding whereas the growth is that we're always going to learn something from you know everything we do yeah and that surely yeah. that is that's never going to be a failure then it's it's taking that lesson there's a quote by mel robbins i think it is that says something around every um every experienced person or situation will teach us you know something you know it's, it's just going to add a mm. more insight or data or evidence into who we are or what's important to us um so i do, I do think that's fascinating and it's definitely on you go yeah I was just going to say and I think it's interesting as a parent to encourage that because I think sometimes what parents can be guilty of and I do think parents are more aware now but parents are out of the greatest it's it, it, it's like it's love but it's fear-based love so you you know they they don't want the child to to go through a rough experience or to to struggle and maybe the way that they did so they make things really easy or they discourage any sort of courageous decisions or, you know, they they do all of this out of protection for the child. And then what happens is the child grows into an adult and has missed all of those opportunities to actually build the character and to build resilience and to find out who they are as a person, especially even more so if they're then in the education system, which is one of the main reasons why I took my kids out of there so that we can they know exactly who they are immediately in life not who they're being told to be but I think it's better you know I'm quite mindful of that as well like you know if, the, if your child says they want to do something and it's age appropriate and you're a little bit scared is to you know the little feeling that you get inside where you want to say no and obviously my children are only young now and I know I've got lots of that ahead of me but it's stopping yourself in that moment through your own self-awareness and going hang on a minute am I trying to control this this beaten spirit of you know who's here am I trying to use my control as a parent to influence their decisions or am I just being a guide to you know to hold space for the for the child and allow them to unfold in the way that they're supposed to do and you can't do that unless you've done the introspective work and you've and you've got self-awareness and what I found is that you know they say the children are the biggest teachers and they are is that because I had self-awareness already once I had the kids they forced me into even further self-awareness so in particular my son does it to me all the time I've got endless stories of where he sort of exposes me if I'm not being authentic not necessarily in public he just shows me and I only have to have one look at him and he just reminds me of what I'm doing why I'm doing it or why I'm asking myself why I'm being inauthentic in that way and they really do teach you and prompt you how to do that in return our job is to allow them to grow and, and be as much as they can. And I think that's where the societal expectations has come from through our generation. I feel like we're shifting a lot. I feel like a lot of us are very much more of the, you know, the mindset that I've just been explaining as opposed to that fixed. I feel like 
as we become more aware of the fact that it's all rubbish the you know the the expectations that are being placed on us it's not who we truly are we have to remember who we were before society forced all of that on us I think we've got a generation of parents who are trying to you know to prevent that from happening and just allowing them to be which should then mean that they will handle change and you know take personal ownership for themselves much more easily than what we've all struggled with for so long. I mean, not you personally. I don't think I've really struggled with it personally, but a lot of people do. It's it's scary. I get it. Every time you go to make a, a big decision, it's still there, even if you are used to doing it. Um, but I feel like that's the crucial lesson for humanity right now is that personal ownership and responsibility. Mm. And as parents, we've just got to try and pave the way for them to be able to do that with ease as opposed to it being... A traumatic experience you know yeah and uh, obviously I've, I don't have my own children but what you were just describing was almost uh, I was reflecting on it as a leader in my old organization so in a corporate setting or in any sort of job situation almost the role of a leader is quite similar to the role of a parent you know it's allowing yeah. to flourish around you so whatever your role you know or whatever you or however you show up in life, whatever, however you define yourself or whoever you're surrounded with, you can still demonstrate those skills. You can't, you know, you can't give someone confidence and you can't give someone resilience. You can't give someone tenacity. Like they have, it has to be a learned experience, doesn't it? So I love that that you described that with children, but you know, the same is true in the workplace. And I, you know, I see it a lot where people, I suppose are smothering people and and just like you said um I suppose people are losing that self-identity the longer they're in it because they're conforming to the structure or they've been told what to do or they're being protected from challenges they're not allowed to just go at it I suppose with their own yeah their own spark I suppose yeah definitely yeah okay I know we've spoken a lot I suppose about um like mindset and thoughts and maybe a bit of kind of not done much on feelings but I know you're also big on like listening to your body and some of the practices that we've maybe mentioned are about you know you use the word intuition quite a lot and thinking intuitively but would you say the same is true about like what our body teaches us and how we listen to it and you know checking in with I know you're big on energy and how important is all that in in terms of your journey and, and being on your path yeah, I think it's it, it's again back to that to to the getting to know yourself side of it, and I think realizing that the body is always working for you. It's always trying to get itself back into that homeostasis state, isn't it? To you know, to no matter what it's exposed to. So I think once you understand that, and then you start to take responsibility for the fact that well, the condition of it is completely down to you. So your ability to do whatever it is that you have the desire to do unless you are in a physical state to do that that's not going to be a reality and so big part of personal responsibility is for me anyway has been to step away from the national health service for example and actually make the decision that um, you know you're great in an emergency nhs but i am not going to be one to you every time i cut my finger i'm actually going to become self-sufficient enough to know that i can take care of acute illnesses if you like but then also understanding that every decision that you make every single day is either taking you towards health or taking you away from it and you know the the quality of your life the longevity of your life is going to depend on those decisions that you make every day and I think it's making friends with that concept accepting that it's a lifestyle choice and then you get to have this 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 gorgeous relationship and communication between you and your body it's almost like it's your brain and your body talking to one another and I'm honestly so connected I had an experience quite recently where I had ozone therapy in a clinic called the detox clinic in in Liverpool absolutely phenomenal clinic if you ever get the chance to go to go to Liverpool make sure you get yourself in there but the you know the the technology that they've got is really advanced in terms of you know holistic health and I had an ozone therapy, which is where like your blood get it. They pump you pump oxygen into your blood. And I'd heard of it before because my friend said it, who who passed away, she'd had it, and it really helped shrink her tumors. So I was already interested in it. But then I had it, and when I had it, 
um, afterwards I just could not put anything near my body that had gluten or wheat or anything processed really it was literally anything anything that my that my body was not good for my body my my body just rejected it and it, my friends were showing me a recipe and I was I was so connected to what was going on that I was I've been because I've been cleansed inside my body's just rejecting this now wow this is amazing this is interesting and very observant of the whole process and my friend showed me a recipe on Pinterest and as she showed me I literally got cramps in my stomach because I already knew that it wasn't going to be for me I already knew that it wasn't it, my body wasn't going to like it and I was just blown away by that because that's how connected the mind and body is when you build a relationship with it like for so long we're up in our heads we're just operating on autopilot and then once you do step into self-awareness, the more you the deeper you drop into that, the deeper that connection comes. And that's when health becomes a relationship between you and your body, just communicating with one another and then choosing to make the right choice in the right direction based on what your body's trying to say to you, as opposed to like, oh, I've got a bad back, must be my age. Well, no, it's not necessarily your age. It's your lifestyle. It's how you're, it's what you're doing. There's something there. And a lot of the time it's the metaphysical message that the, you know, the, the, any sort of ailment is giving you as well, which I'm always into. So, you know, looking to see at the beginning of this year, I had a trap nerve in my back and just, it literally just took me out for like five weeks, didn't sleep for ages. It was honestly, it was so bad. And I was in Italy, I was with the kids by myself in a country I, I didn't know. And that was that was resilience building, let me tell you. Um, but I honestly feel like then after that, I actually, it made me realise that I felt trapped in the things that I was doing. I'd already escaped the UK, but it was what I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis to make a life for myself that I felt trapped in. And then I was in the end, I was like, okay, I hear you loud and clear. I'm now going to make some choices. And then, you know, the, the, the pain the pain went it was like it was pretty much after that but I feel like that's what it was telling me on reflection now although I didn't know it at the time I was like what is this showing me what's it telling me and now eight months on from that I feel like that's what it was so the connection between you and your body is just essential it's non-negotiable especially because you cannot go outside without this onslaught of being attacked whether that be from heavy metals and you know pollution in the environment, Wi-Fi, radiation, pesticides on foods, glyphosate, you know, carcinogenics in products. I mean, it's everywhere. And if you don't step into that complete ownership of like, okay, I get to choose what I expose myself to. And also just an, an, an advanced version of that mindset of like my body can deal with it as well anyway. You know, making good choices, but also knowing that your body the relationship that you've got with your body is is that compatible that it can process it anyway you know I'm not quite there but I know that that's a, a place to get to if you like just understanding truly understanding your own power as an individual mm -hmm. and doing that through your connection to your body it's huge it's been massive for me on my journey huge mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love what you said. I suppose one of the things I'm passionate about is just that holistic approach because I do think we can't compartmentalize like our our thoughts or our feelings or our emotions or our physical or our mental well being. You know, it's all so interconnected, and yeah. and and how I suppose what we're doing in life then impacts that how we are at work and the stress we're having, and you know that so many people are living a fast-paced life so then we eat convenience food or process you know so it, everything's impacted by everything else um yeah. so it's not like we can deal with one situation and fix it because it has a ripple effect on everything else so it's about yeah I love what you said just that um I suppose getting intuitive with your body and and, and being able to listen to it I know um some of the stuff we've done as well around just your energy as well which was one thing that I'd worked on earlier in this year and I suppose it's that um doing things that, g that give you energy I'm quite often aware of that I'm, I'm an extrovert so I get energy from people but also that thought of just trapped energy in your body and how that manifests and often it's yeah. like getting to the the real cause of something and whether that's a physical or a mental thing you know if we think of the way I think about it is you know if, if we're a people pleaser that's come from somewhere so it's getting to the root cause of why yeah. am I a people pleaser? And it's the same as 
I've got a sore back. Well, why have I got a sore back? And understand. It's just questioning everything, isn't it? To get to the the root of, right, where do I need to make the change rather than uh, on the surface, put a plaster on it and think that that's going to make it better. That's not a sustained change, is it? Yeah, and I do do think that, you know, when this pinnacle point that are in the world right now in terms of change as a top, but I feel like this where you just choose to check out of all of the things that are holding you back that are keeping you from being achieving your potential namely the, the, the mainstream system that is there in front of us that is is collapsing right in front of our eyes like we're at this point in history where that is happening and so I feel like on a macro level a lot of people if you haven't made a change right now you're in that place of being forced forced to make a change it's like go left or right and there's there's just there's only two inevitable outcomes now and so when you choose to do that and you check out what and choose not to buy whatever they're selling you know anything no matter no matter no matter if it's a headline on a tv on a a you know mainstream news channel headline in a in a newspaper or a narrative of some sort that they that they're trying to sell you choose to check out to that and check out within you and inquire within you about what's real and what's not and really develop that discernment muscle if you like of the ability for you to make that decision and you to judge your decision and you be able to make that you then check out and then it is just between you and your body it's between you and you so you then choose to you know I, you know everything in moderation is quite okay but you choose to not expose yourself to stuff that's going to completely send you under that's probably not even true you know you, you can choose to not be around that family member who you, makes your nervous system go all tense when you know when you're uh, when you're around them or you do the work to address that with them and if it can't be addressed then then you choose not to but you just also just checking out from the medical system checking out from the food learning to grow your own food and what develops is this sovereignty and autonomy over your own decision making the change no longer becomes scary Mm. change is just it's just a fact of life that you need to navigate and sometimes it'll be a wild ride like my 2022 has been and sometimes it will just flow and, you, you know, my 2023 will probably be a year of flow because I've had so much upheaval in 2022. But I can also be the observer in that situation at any given time. I think it's important to have the full experience, feel all the feels, have every emotion. Then be able to take yourself out and reflect and also be a spectator in what's going on. And just it helps you be acceptance of that and going, OK, so I'm here right now. But you know what? It's always darkest before dawn. So I know that good things are coming because this isn't how it's meant to be. And then obviously you can you you push through. But I think a major thing right now with what's going on in the world is to just check out of whatever it is that they're selling. Do that and life will improve anyway. And then allow that process to unfold. Mm. And I think yeah, you, you described it earlier, Kate, as being people on that, I suppose, different... Um like a different scale of the spectrum of where people are on their own journey and I'm I suppose miles behind you but even just like I stopped watching the news probably two or three years ago like pre-covid nothing to do with that just stopped watching the news because it wasn't adding any value to my life and it blows my mind a little bit you know everyone says it everyone's aware of it it's it's negativity after negativity after there's no good stuff whether you believe it or don't believe it or whatever that you know whatever your beliefs are on that fine but the fact that it's all negative and you watch it just before you go to bed at night you know the 10 o'clock news is on just before you go to bed and I so I checked out from watching the news I don't listen to it on the radio don't buy papers I don't what and a couple of people quite often say to me like how do you know what's going on in the world it's not impacting my world. I'm still living my life in my world. And, yeah. and maybe that's not for everybody, but in my wee Nicola bubble, it's absolutely all good. But it's just being, being aware of, um, I suppose, what you're consuming. Like you said, what you're putting yeah. in your body, your mind. Um, I think as well, I think there's an art and a dance to that because I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's that you're not like putting blinkers on and going, oh, let's just, everything's great you know you're not doing that but 
you also understand that if you take care of yourself and if you take charge of your life and your making situations you know creating the environment for things to be aligned and things to flow in quite nicely for you you actually contribute on that to the collective energy and that's really important so we were all doing that instead of being busybodies about what's going on over in other places and that's not to sound um heartless in any way it's not the the, the dance is then having awareness of it choosing not to accept it as your reality and going okay I know that that's what they're trying to do but actually I'm going this way and I'm creating that and surrounding yourself with people who do that and being intentionally about it that's the dance you, you sort of you become aware not through the news but you become aware through maybe even just downloads within your own mind as well sometimes you know clarity of something or you know something that you read that's a reputable source or whatever it may be or reading something and just knowing through your own discernment whether it's true or not mm. as opposed to being shoved the information from the mouthpiece for the people who are pulling the strings and who want you to be in fear, who want you to, to be paralyzed, who want you to live a mediocre existence, who want you to never, ever go and fulfill your desires. It's like, it's, it's, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's so many people who know that and verbalize it and then still have it on, still have the news on, even if it's in the background. It just, it just baffles me. It really does. I find it um, fascinating how people are so sucked into it. But I've been checked out of that for a while, as of yourself. And I think the last couple of years have really helped people do that. You know, this is the beginning of, of, of you know, just a new chapter. It's, 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 a, it's a cycle. So every 250 years, there's a cycle, a political cycle that takes place. Last one before this was the French and American Revolution. Prior to that, it was the Protestant Reformation. And what happens within those cycles is the government, the state, tries to centralise the globalize they try to take the people and then what happens is the people fight back and decentralize and that's exactly what's happening right now we were here we're here for it you know we're living it we're living through it in many ways it's a frightening time to be alive but in the majority of the time i just feel like what a time to be alive in a positive way because we are instrumental in the change and in the world that we're going to see moving forward as well yeah I think when you like even if people are kind of dipping a toe in in this sort of space it's I can't really you question to come back to is just asking yourself does this make me feel good yeah you know yeah. does eating the processed food make you feel good does watching the news make you feel good does yeah. seeing that friend or family member that you feel like you have to see does that make you feel good and if stuff doesn't make you feel good then ultimately it's not bringing you joy and happiness I think every, everything comes back to joy and happiness how do we yeah. create more of that and often at times it's then taking ourselves away from the stuff that doesn't bring us joy and happiness. So even if you, if you're, if you, I suppose, starting out on this journey, just ask yourself, is this making me feel good? And I, yeah. I bet it's a really insightful question for people. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny, isn't it? Because everybody's become so detached from the simplicity of happiness and joy and what it, what it means to just have that in your life. You know, that is the goal. Um, but I also think as well, one thing that has been a major thing, which has just come to me on my journey is what I've always done is I've always invested in coaching, in people who've been there and done it, who I align with, who are there to guide me as well. So although I've done a lot, I've been quite proactive and had quite a strong self-belief and, you know, um, also then stop caring what other people think. I do think you save a lot of time on your journey to change if you have somebody who is going to facilitate that with for you or, you know, with you or help you with that and um, being there, done it, got experience of it, got an easier way of doing it because they did it the hard way. Like that is, is crucial. It's, it's crucial within your journey. Otherwise you just make your journey really long mm. unnecessarily. And I've definitely done that at times as well. Whereas you live and learn and you go, you know what? the investment is worth it because first of all it's expansion it's not like you blow on that money and spending it on nothing you're actually investing in it for you to allow you to expand but it's a fast track way to get to where you want to be mm. and that's also been a massive massive learn for me yeah often a lot of what we've spoken about Kate is like asking ourselves questions but often and this is what what I love from coaching is often we 
we've we've got blind spots and we always will so we can do all the introversion ourselves and you know challenge ourselves and grow ourselves but we'll always have blind spots and we don't go deep enough without a little bit of support or yeah. challenge or um and I, I was speaking to a friend the other day and I can't remember what, even what the, the, the topic was we were chatting about, but it was the concept of investing in yourself, like have your own back. And it's the bit, you know, whether it's your health, your mindset, your life holistically, but, you know, we've yeah. got one life to live. And it's about, I suppose for me, it's about um, enjoying the journey. And I know that that was big for you. You know, we're all on our own path, but it's not just about waiting till we get the goal till we're happy. It's about how do we, embody it on a daily basis yeah and also i think from an investment perspective just to that is that the choice is buy whatever they're selling so you know all of the stuff that's available that's a temptation to spend the money that you've got on that or actually choose to go left when everyone goes right and decide that you're not gonna do that you're gonna invest it in yourself and i think that's also the um the rebellion in a way is to just is to to come away from that because that is invaluable and then as a result of that you've got this person who's rooting for you who then helps you integrate that and be embodying it and just having someone who you can share your progress with who genuinely wants to see you do well as well you know they get as much of a satisfaction out of seeing you succeed as you are from actually going through that process mm. um, and that's where the the embodiment definitely comes in um and also just knowing that you know it's yeah it's not about being perfect it's about living living your life and 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 constantly learning and constantly changing and constantly reinventing yourself and constantly evolving all of the time yeah couldn't say it better myself Kate we've, we've covered so much ground and just in terms of if people are listening thinking right I'm up for a bit of this like what would be your I suppose top tip or first step that they should take if they're trying to then get back onto their own path like what would what would you suggest I think what I learned is that from me making the decision to go into criminal law what I didn't do at that time which I've never made the mistake of doing again is I didn't research fully the industry of what I was was going into to see if it was good timing for that, you know, if it was understanding, having an understanding of the world around me. So having having a path that you want to follow is 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 you know having that desire is amazing, but you have to have an awareness of what is going on in the world. Mm. You have to know, you know, what's going on in the world in general, like you know, the economy wise and where are things going and how are things changing and. You know, I do think that you might have a burning desire to do something like I did that has already come to the end of 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 that being relevant within society at that time. You know, it was just bad timing for me. Um, but then looking to say, okay, where does everything go? And obviously things change so frequently right now, you know, things evolve at a rapid pace. But having a look at where the world is heading and seeing where the person that you are and what you desire and what you want from life, how do you fit within that? You know, it's all well and good saying, I want to make cupcakes, for example. Um, but, you know, has that, has that been and gone? And I'm not saying that to discourage anybody, by the way, because you could be the most phenomenal cupcake maker. But I remember this being um, mentioned as, as a topic and saying like it's sort of being, being done. You know, maybe teaching people how to bake their own cupcakes is where it's at now and doing that as an online course, for example. But you know, have an awareness of what's going on in the world, 100%. You have to, because you can't just go into it anything blindly. You want to make change within you. It's just being really kind to yourself, first of all. Um, and I think, you know, a way in which I, a big thing for me, which I can't believe it's not even come up, but a big thing for me was, with the shame and guilt was honing and a pono. I don't know if that's exactly how you say it, but it's an Hawaiian prayer that like cleanses everything that's gone. And it's, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And that was really, really powerful for me when I, powerful for me when I first put that into action, you know, just forgiving yourself and just letting go of 
whatever it is that you know that it is that you're holding on to or that's stopping you from making that change so there's the sort of the the practical and the personal as well like you know figure out what focus on the things that you're good at figure out what those things are figure out what it is that could potentially hold you back and get to work on that to make you better but also be looking ahead and saying right okay where is this world going right now and what can I do within that I think that's I think not enough of us do that when we want to you know we have this and we go and do it but is the marketplace demands for you to do what it is that you want to do if it's to do with business or is it an outdated way of taking control of your health? Are we advanced now? Are there new things that you can be doing? A lot of the time, it's really, really simple when it comes to health. But, you know, just, just things to consider, like what is going on? Or also, you know, when it comes to your health is, what's out there that's going to stop me from being health my best? Okay, I need an awareness of these things and I need an awareness to overcome those things. That's what I would say. I think just taking ownership of your knowledge and understanding of what is needed to move on the outside and on the inside. Amazing. Kate, thank you so much. We've covered so much ground and I yeah, really appreciate you taking the time. So thank you so much. You're absolutely welcome. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. And that brings us to the end of season one of the Refreshing Change podcast. I wanted to take a minute to thank all my guests for their time, their wisdom, their energy. Um, I've really enjoyed putting together um, the last 10 episodes for you all. And a massive thanks to all the listeners for your comments, your listens, your feedback, your reviews. Um, it means the world to me and I've really enjoyed the process so we will be taking a couple of weeks off but we will be back in October with season two of the Refresh and Change podcast so keep your eyes peeled and we'll see you on the other side